3: I wanna be rich like a Saudi princess go-go-go-day. Go, we drinkin' around, we chasin' stars. We feeling up, we fit so high. We on the runway up, we fly. Now that we made it, don't know why. Elevate, desecrate. Elevate, pump it. Elevate, desecrate. Elevate, pump it.
2: John Orpheus is the moniker of a man and his band from Toronto, Ontario. Over the past two years, John Orpheus and his partners Sarah-Jane Rigler and Chanel Matisse have released four EPs, including their latest, Goat Life, all while repping their House Orpheus organizational collective, which attempts to unify Toronto's thriving community of dancers, singers, MCs and DJs from the African diaspora. They're playing a show celebrating Toronto's Carabana Festival, and we met recently to have a talk about their work, but there's a couple of notes I need to make about this show. Firstly, the studio I occasionally use to record episodes of Toronto had some technical issues for this interview, and even though it seemed like things were okay when we finally started our talk, it seems that two mics weren't actually working. So, sadly, very sadly and regretfully, the audio here is a bit uneven, despite my best efforts... Chanel and I are in the mix, but quiet. We're like documentary filmmakers addressing their subjects from behind the camera. If you listen with headphones, it should be fine. You can hear us, you can follow things, it's fine. But I just wanted to point this out. Secondly, there's a point where John Orpheus mentions what high school I went to, and I kind of, in the moment, I brush it off. Partially because I was kind of taken aback by this complete stranger knowing such a thing. And also because I was still flustered I was distracted by all the tech stuff not working and I was trying to monitor a screen that was set up behind us I was trying to look at it for mic levels and try to figure out if I could fix whatever I knew something was off I was trying to fix it but I was also simultaneously conducting an interview so it all just really sucked and if you're new to the show please know that I tend to go to great lengths to make a podcast that sounds great and this one sadly didn't quite work out and I feel bad for the John Orpheus people as well but like I say it's a good talk, and and I want to bring up something else, because the, the point of what I was just saying is that is this. As the interview is going on, I'm thinking to myself, man, I know this John guy from somewhere. He is so familiar. Who is this guy? When we stop rolling, he admits that he's a guy named Mike Downing, and we went to high school together like 25 years ago. I didn't know this. The whole time, I'm like, I, something... So he, he and I went to the same high school. I just thought that was odd. It's a good talk, and the circumstances are strange. And actually, that's kind of why I wanted to share it with you, because they gave me their time, and it's a good talk. So that's why I'm sharing it, even though it, it could have sounded better. I just wanted to say all of those things. With in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and of course listeners like you who make flexible monthly pledges at patreon.com slash Creative Control. And subscribe to this podcast and download episodes and tell your friends about it. Thank you for doing all that, by the way. This is the 413th episode of Creative Control featuring John Orpheus with your host, me, Vish Khanna. You show. I apologize for myself. <laughs> for Those who don't know, we've had some issues here and I'm trying to resolve them and I did the best I can, but I, it's nice to see you. It's I'm glad I'm now facing you because I was <laughs> facing screen. I didn't like it. I didn't like, it. I didn't like it on the screen. So, thank you for being here. Why don't we begin here so that uh, people listening can identify those. can you please
4: introduce yourself? Yes, um, my pleasure. So my name is Sarah Jane Rigler. I'm originally from Northern Michigan, and now I'm here in Toronto doing the drummer and DJ thing with John Orpheus. Nice, nice to
2: have you,
0: Sarah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hello, my name is Chanel Matisse. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Imposter! <laughs> <laughs> One and only. <laughs> um, a vocalist and dancer, adding some spice so yeah that is me
2: vocalist and dancer mm-hmm. adding some spice <laughs> that's nice do you, do you ever do any
0: cooking like do you, is there something you do with oh the band? Uh, i definitely do <laughs> they can tell you about that yeah i love to cook and i love to eat so uh those are nice treats guys <laughs> <so you know. laughs> girl's got a foodie instagram she yeah, likes to yeah. eat so much
3: so <laughs> hi my name is john orpheus i am from the island of trinidad but now I am Canadian. Now you are fully Canadian. You just you're no, I've been. You? It's all behind me. I've I've left my my scandalous colonial past behind. <laughs> how long have you been in uh, Toronto? Uh, for seven years, six years. Where I moved from the five one nine. That's how come I know what a Guelph switch oh, looks like in a phone number. Nice. Where did you live in the five one nine? Ah, in Kitchener. Kitchener, yeah. Ontario. Kitchener, Ontario. It's a nice. He said he put a question on the nice and a question on the city. It's true. You you attended Glenview Park Secondary School. That's true. You did your research Yeah, exactly. We know what's up. we yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh
2: it's you know, it's just close enough to Toronto that you can get there and do stuff.
3: Yeah. It's far enough away that you can not feel like you're in Toronto. So.
0: I commute yeah. to uh, Toronto because I live in Kitchener, so yes, it's it's close <laughs> enough to do you know to do your thing. <laughs> back.
3: She's a commuting rock star.
2: From both of you, from Kitchener to Toronto.
0: Well, basically, just my passion and my um, family up there. Um, that's always yeah that's it (laughs) is your
2: family in kitchener or toronto
0: my family is in kitchener and then my music family is in toronto so i'm always coming up uh just to work on music really and then just uh, build a connection really with everything um but yeah i'd say my dreams i guess you can say Okay, that's, that's what brings me up here. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> where did you say
4: you're from originally? Uh, Northern Michigan. I'm from a tiny town called Rapid City, Michigan. Shout out, it's a thousand people. Uh, very uh, vanilla and conservative there. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> and uh, and I've been here for about six years Okay, Toronto. Six years as well. Yeah.
2: Both, uh, did you meet here in Toronto?
4: Yeah, about three years ago. The three. Yeah, years. well, the we knew each other
3: from Kitchener, right. Chanel and I. Right. But yeah, we met in Toronto. Sarah and I met in Toronto. <laughs> we was at the Cameron House because um, you know you got to get your old country, and uh, Sarah was performing. I was. And I was at the bar, unable to get my beer, which is a regular occurrence in that Cameron House <laughs> front room. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh, this drummer's playing nice, but I couldn't see anything because you were blocked. And then when I, I moved around, I was like, oh, she's the drummer. So I went up and talked to her, and then we started a band within two paragraphs of that conversation. Yeah, it was
4: quick. Yeah, I played in a. I have a pretty diverse background, so I did like the whole music conservatory thing for a while. I moved here actually in Toronto to Toronto to do my master's degree at University of Toronto. Um, but after that, I was playing in a bunch of different indie bands. So one of them was this band called Oxford Blue. So it was like, yeah, folk, indie, alt country kind of stuff. And uh, we were, I was with that band playing at the Cameron House when he saw me. So just completely, totally different vibe than what we do together.
3: Yeah. Well, normally if I'm walking down Queen Street and there's something going on at the Cameron House, my ears will perk up and I'll be like, oh, this sounds good. I'll go. I think I'll poke my head in and have a beer and listen. 'cause, you know, I'm interested in music and music of all kinds. Of all kinds. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: What did you two do when you started a band together? What kind
3: of music did well, you Well for well none. No music at all. <laughs> for about nine months all we did was talk about our band and how great it was. Yeah. And, and we went and saw a
4: lot of shows <laughs> and just And just hung out.
3: Hung and out. And just became, became friends. friends. Yeah. Is
2: mm-hmm. that weird having a conceptual band?
3: Where you don't actually do anything? Well, as it is the thing. A band is just a relationship, right? Yeah. Like you can change the name of the band, you can change the style of music it plays, you can change members in the band, but a band is just a relationship between the people in it. So it wasn't really a conceptual band it was a real band we just hadn't gotten around to making real music yet
4: yeah and we were both playing a lot like I had three other projects at the time and he was already playing all of his. he already had his crew and his band together so we were just yeah getting to know each other and feeling it out and I had gone and seen his band perform even and its current iteration but yeah you know then we eventually got to working together and
3: Blam blam, and the rest is legendary, epic history.
4: True say. It took nine
3: months. Yeah. To produce the baby that was your baby. Well, and then we didn't even really start making the music. We just started playing together, but then the music even come later. So really, you know, it just goes to show that it's like it's about the vibe between the people. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. That is the band.
2: So are you are you primarily a drummer then? Yeah,
4: drummer and percussionist, um, first and foremost. Been doing that for like some time now about 15 years and I did a bunch of different stuff um, like I said I did I like a big classical background I'm from the state so I did a lot of drum line but then um, I've always been really interested in non-western music and culture so um, especially when I got to Toronto I really got to dig into that and that was a lot of the reason I moved here so I did a lot of study of Balinese gamelan and North Indian drumming put tabla for a while um, but most importantly and relevant to this project is I've been studying West African music for the last 10 years so
3: you did yeah. a lot of Balawat Gamma who?
4: Balinese gamelon. And uh Yo, it sounds, <laughs> sounds like, like a Star should, Trek villain, doesn't should it? Be
3: <laughs> balinese gamelon. You that should shall be my not DJ take name. the universe by surprise <laughs> this time.
4: Yeah. But uh most recently in the last little while I started DJing as well too. So True. Badness. So you know. The balinese gamelon should be my damn DJ name. Yeah, that's
3: is, it. That's that is good. Yo, yeah. it sounds like a dance hall suit with Yo, Balinese Gamalang brand new mix here. <laughs> so you're Fire. You're <laughs> up in the
2: conservative part of Michigan. Yeah. How do you start to get into music when you're living in conservative Michigan? What are your outlets there? What are your who teaches you? How do you get into that? Yeah.
4: Oh. Um there is a lot of music. A lot of the music was uh, a lot of like folk roots and bluegrass. Um I was always um, I feel like,
3: <laughs> Ding exactly. which, which ding-ding. I mean, like I do
4: have a lot of, a big, a big, a big part of my heart from that. But I also, when I was in high school, I was obsessed with like punk and metal and we had really big local scenes for that, like punk metal, ska. Right. So, um,
2: punk festivals? No, 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 yeah,
4: like, DIY, like, yeah. really, like, literally on farms and stuff, just totally, yeah, so I was doing that in high school, and then we'd always go down to, like, Detroit, which is, like, four hours away from Grand Rapids, and go actually see, like, the big shows coming through, so, um that was an outlet for me i was always very rebellious <laughs> and so i would just cling to those little music scenes with other people who were also rebellious cuz i feel like when you're when you're brought up in that area you either conform to it or you're just like what in the hell and you just have this like averse reaction which is what i did so and there's enough people who were kind of in that alternative circle, um, so yeah, build that culture and community. So, which I feel like that's the vibe that we even do now with what we do here. It's like you're just finding others who are of that kind of alternative, rebellious, rebellious vibe.
2: In a conservative place, you would those kinds of scenes would pop up even.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like the counterculture and literally. you have to make it for yourself it's yeah like, it's you
4: know, very diy
3: well we don't want to join the clan might as well join this band
4: <laughs> literally that should be the catchphrase that was like my upbringing
2: <laughs> <But> yeah yeah <laughs> you mentioned the dancing and the spices uh, how, did you, <laughs> how did you first uh you know enter your your artistic realm
0: honestly i've been singing Typically, um, In church, like, that's where it really started. Um, I used to actually act. That was the first thing. So I would start kind of getting into that. It was kind of musical kind of stuff. Um, I went to Eastwood. Um, there was lots of arts there and different ways for me to kind of explore. Eastwood,
2: um, is, a high, is it a high
0: school? A high school. In mm-hmm. history. Yeah, um, the School of Arts, um, they have, like, a high uh, line that, I guess you can say. Um, but, yeah.
2: That's pretty much it. <coughs> oh, wait a minute. Is John, is
0: John so that is clearing his throat because
2: <laughs> he is something of a mentor for you? That's where I feel
0: like that's going. That's funny. So, in uh, grade 10, um, this is where we met, okay? So <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to see if he's going to tell the story because he says it so well. But, okay, there was an audition. Actually, there was three auditions that day. Um, and this is where i blossomed i guess you could say okay <laughs> um it's such a good story there was a fellow, uh, merchant of venice and um
1: another one and
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> oh one. just one of those oh unimportant God, one. ones <laughs> and, and hamlet and yeah. i was auditioning uh, for all three <laughs> he was one of the <laughs> one of the guys sitting there and um
3: they're called directors. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think guy sitting there is really well, what you see Well, considering two of them were and women. Right, 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 I
0: came into the room, and what uh, he says is striking is that I have uh, these boots, and they're up <laughs> really high. And um, he said, okay, I guess he's been asking uh, everyone who came in for the audition if they ever been in a fight or anything like that, and no one had anything to say it was all just little, like oh yeah, I've pushed someone or you know I've done this, I've done that, and well, I really I am not a violent person. However, um, I told him the story. <laughs> however,
3: she is Jamaican, <laughs> so him. don't mess around.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, he asked me, and I said, yeah, well. Back in grade six, there was this guy, and uh, he was going around, and he was saying the N-word to everyone. And this girl was telling me that. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. But he actually ended up coming to me, and he was just going off. And I was like, okay. And I ended up pushing him down the hill, and I just was punching him. And I'm (laughs) like, hey. (laughs) Long story short, he learned his lesson, and it was kind of actually a big thing because everyone was just like, whoa. Whoa. And um, I told him, and I was like, like, "Othello, (laughs) are you that?" I think
3: we found found Othello,
0: and from there, um, we just had a really great friendship. Um, We ended up going into John Orpheus Is Dead, the movie, which um, our friend Gada has uh, directed, and. that's where we really 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 kicked it off so your really friend too.
2: directed a film is it a film of, that we? my sister
3: gotta made a movie it's called John Orpheus is I know Dead this movie.
2: I've heard this was a, wasn't this a big
3: movie oh, I don't know if it was big it has it's it's you know some. it is <laughs> named after <laughs> it me is, so it is the birth small. of John Orpheus <laughs> as we um, know it <laughs> yeah she uh, gotta um, you know wrote and directed we kind of did a DYI kind of thing, but Gadda's a genius, so it was DYI with a genius, and uh, and yeah, I was obviously part of it, and um, and so I introduced uh, Chanel to Gadda, and then Chanel became sort of co-star of the movie thing, and, and the movie ting is crucial to the genesis of the group, because it was, you know, we were, Sarah and I were doing our 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 stroke our ego talk about how great our band is but we hadn't actually made any music right. um, primarily because we were so focused on the movie and the movie got into the nice film festival in the south of france oh, uh. and so Gata and myself and some of the team flew to nice um to premiere the movie and because it was john orpheus dad and john orpheus in or Joy, J-O is dead, John Orpheus is like a lot of gold chains. It's like a hyped up, swaggier Lady gaga s version of me. And so when I went, all I, every sequin shirt and gold chain and like feather boa and leather pants I had, I took that with me. And then I got a phone call that there was a fire at my apartment here in Toronto and all my stuff was gone. So was, the fire just burnt all my books, all my guitars, oh my all my clothes. So all I had left was Swaggy J-O in a bag.
2: Just your costume from the, the, the my costume, ne- is that the wrong term? I, I'm not, is I don't know, regalia
3: the, 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 is <laughs> really the wrong word. Yeah. Um, and, and so my net worth became 50% gold chains in an instant. And then I came back, and it was like, oh, you got to build everything from scratch. And, and so I did what I always do in times of crises. We just started making music, and we, we decided we're going to make four mixtapes. Mike Schlosser from Little Noise Records pro- produced all of them, and we're going to make four of them. We're going to write, re- record, release every three months. We're right. going to finish a new one. And in a year, we finished all four of them. And we put them all out, did a video for each, did singles for each. And so a year ago, we finished Goat Life, and we were busy with House Orpheus building the community. Like, you know, we have a bunch of events. Sorry, what's House Orpheus? House Orpheus is kind of um, something we started when the third mixtape came out. Um, there's a place called Art Square Gallery across from the AGO. So, yo, shout out, shout out, big up to the Manda mm-hmm. Turkish contingent. What up, yeah. Istanbul? Yeah. Or is it Constantinople? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> big up. <laughs> or is it just called Erdogan now? Because the Turkish president, right. Erdogan, just basically became president for life, right. i.e. dictator. So the, there's a lot of that going around. There's a lot of that. Trump's trying to do that in America, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, with, so what yeah. we did, big up to the Mondo. So what we did was uh, we just started this thing called House Orpheus Presents where we do live shows and we perform and we bring in other performers. And then the second one was a spoken word, open mic kind of thing. And that went so well, well, it was spoken word, but it went so well that we started a second event called Speak Your Truth, which was like an open mic for anyone who wanted to do like, you know, rap, spoken word, sing, comedy, whatever. And then as Sarah started DJing, we started a every Friday night thing called Afro House. Mm-hmm. And so those three events became... Um, sort of touchstones where the House Orpheus community, like all these people just started kind of flocking to this new sequin Jo, um, you know, and what we were doing, you know, primarily because it was like, you know, a lot of Pan African kids, either like like born in throughout the African diaspora or or just interested in the African diaspora or just descendants like first generation. Um, And so our thing was really about there because we're fit that description, our thing became sort of a touchstone for a lot of these sort of creative, um, hyper creative, hyper swaggy, love to dance um, love like all the afro pop music, dance hall music, hip hop music. They all start coming out. And so we spent a year just sort of investing a lot of time in that. yeah, and finally, we're like, oh, yeah, we're a band. Remember our band and so, yeah, we kind of <laughs>
4: forgot for a bit, but it's to just to bring it back to what I was saying earlier about, like, you know, like creating you have all these people that maybe don't fit into the tapestry of where they live or where they're at or their communities. So I feel like, house orpheus just like when i was coming up in michigan and kind of found a lot of like a, a safe haven in um different music and art scenes i feel like that was a lot of the impetus for us when to do that is like we're really big on creating very safe inclusive spaces mm-hmm. like we are have no tolerance of like sexism racism homophobia transphobia we always list the afropunk uh we love the afropunk festival out of brooklyn and so they have this rules they have these like rules that they list um so that was really like to, to support and, and uplifting the art scene here and all the amazing artists we were in, in just encountering but also making sure people have a safe space so even like at Afro House when people are just coming to dance you know I've had people tell me like literally write a a blog post saying it's the most inclusive party they've been to. So we, like you were saying, so we were just ba- like really focusing on that for the last year. And then we were like, Oh yeah. Remember that one time when we recorded this dope mixtape called goat life a year ago, probably should like, <laughs> probably
2: should release that.
3: Probably yeah. Release it it that. was just that it, it literally all of this that's going on tonight at Luanda house and all of the whole launch, like literally it was like, I spent the first, sort of three, four months working on on a book, on a memoir that I was lucky enough to, um, to sell to Penguin Random House. And then as soon as the contract was signed, it was like... All things literary turned aside, and it was like, oh, we should do this, and it started off with our friend Kendall Thompson, who's playing tonight. She said, "Well, yo, let's do a show together in May," and and then the show date kept getting moved back because I was like, okay, well, if we're gonna do a show, it should be special. You know, let's get a bigger venue. And, oh, yeah, we have this mixtape, so maybe we should release that. <laughs> and then it just grew and grew and grew and snowballed. And so now Goat Life is finally coming out. And the best part is that all the people that we've been making friends with for a year in the House Orpheus community are the people that have helped us make the parachute video. Mm-hmm. like, And they're going to help us make the night tonight special. So it's been... It's kind of come full circle and, you know, I just don't know what we're going to do now. Well, (laughs) it's
2: like, (laughs) you know, hearing you all talk about sort of a community mindedness Mm -hmm. uh, is great. And as I was listening to Goat Life, which now that I mean, you say it was was it done a year ago? It was
3: done. Like literally we released Black Star Rising, the third one in June of 2017. Yeah. And we immediately, because that's what we've been doing. We finish one, immediately start the next. So probably, I would say, by mid-August, it was mastered. Um, of 2017. Of 2017. Oh, wow. okay. and, that's beca- and that's because we could have had it done by the end of July. We ju- were just kind of like... You know, well, there's no rush because mm-hmm. we're not. We knew we weren't gonna put it out right away like we did the others. So well, the reason yeah. I
2: bring it up is because uh, you know we're talking about the community mindedness that that fosters the work you do mm-hmm. outside of the music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we bring when we come back to the music, because you sing on Goat Life a lot about it, Toronto, Toronto neighborhoods, I think mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. different communities. I guess I'm wondering because it's now a year old, does Go life reflect a Toronto that is much different than the Toronto we're in right now, or a community that is no, different. I good?
3: don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, From you know,
2: we've had a provincial election here in in Ontario.
3: Uh, yeah, but those vibes are already there, right? Like yeah. the vibes of, off of our election are kind of the fumes off of Trump, which are the fumes off of Brexit, which are the fumes off of Black Lives Matter and yeah. Me Too. And all those things been going on. I mean, when, you know, I remember a couple summers ago when Black Lives Matter started, my favorite thing to do to kind of semi-troll people was to quote Malcolm X, But don't say Malcolm X, and people would be, "Wow, that is so relevant and current. Like that is the most insightful quote." Malcolm X, without describing the quote to him, at first, at first, no, no, no. I would just put it out there as a quote in quotations, but I wouldn't say who it was. I'd let people comment on it, and what you'd hear is, "Wow, that's so insightful to what's happening now." Like who said this, who yeah. said this? And after a while, I'd go, oh, that was Malcolm X. That's 1964. Right. And then they would go, oh. And you realize that, like, a lot of the problems we have now have been the problems we've had. And, and the solutions are still the solutions. And the commentary is still the commentary. So, you know, and, and with art, I feel, I always have this belief that if you make something that's actually powerful and potent and profound is going to be powerful and potent and profound tomorrow, next year,
2: yeah, yeah. next oh.
3: century, you know, it's, it's going to be what it is. And so
2: well, let me put, yeah. let me put this another way that, yeah. because if it doesn't reflect a particular sh- uh, time in Toronto per se, like if it's mm-hmm. timeless, as you say, what about you guys? Does it reflect like going mm-hmm. back to a record yeah. you made a year ago? Yeah. How much of it were you like, this isn't us anymore or if this if we did this again <laughs> I would have done this now? <laughs> no, that's a really I, good question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have
3: I don't have that, like as the as the lyricists and and a lot of the themes come off the lyrics. I don't I don't have I don't feel I would have done it differently if we were doing it now. I probably would, but I don't regret anything that was done and I feel like, you know the whole pro, pro, you know, the whole process was the reason why we did it so immersively and so like automatic, the whole point was you have just enough time to do it right, but not enough to start second guessing. And so there's an immediacy to it, there's a a roughness to it and a sincerity to it and an authenticity to it. And and it literally reflects things that I and we were going through Mm -hmm. in that period. And you can imagine, like, I, it started with me having, being homeless, right? And uh, not really homeless, because, you know, I could just get another place. But it started with the, in this fire that was literally a purifier and a cleanser. And it's like, okay, all this stuff you've literally held since high school is now gone. Now you have to start anew. And so it's really a document of our evolving a a relationship with ourselves with each other Mm -hmm. and with the city and with the community that we're around and um and that stuff is you know it's always an interesting thing when we get to this point we have to perform it it happens so automatically that a lot of time I caught myself like I'd be at my kitchen table on Friday night listening to the music um, that we'd made and put together, writing lyrics. And then Friday morning at 11, I'd be in the studio recording it and I might not come back to that song ever again. right Like the next time I come back to it might be like here's the here's the mix of it or here's the master which mix or how do we adjust it and you know that process. but the actual creation is almost automatic. And because of that, I always find myself having to relearn what the thing is and kind of it feels alien because because it happened in such a compressed period of time. You didn't you didn't get to live with it. And so now it's like, well, what does that really mean? And and I think that's why goat life took so long to come out for me personally. Like I didn't feel ready to come out and say those things. And now coming back to it, when I look at it, what I see is it's funny our publicist Ola is kicking in here so Ola asked me as a good publicist what she's like well can you explain in a sentence what these songs are and I'm like oh no one's ever asked me that and so I'm like and I was like and the themes are are about love and a quest for wholeness and a quest for person my personal journey of wanting to you know I be Trinidadian but be Canadian and be both and How do I take hold of that story and how do I write myself into the Canadian story? And I feel like that's what makes it so relevant now because the people we're surrounded by again.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: You know, they, you know, you know, so many of our friends, like, are born in Jamaica, born in France, born in Nigeria, born in like michigan Mm -hmm. like all over and and they're all trying to do the same thing yeah and so no i don't wish there isn't anything i wish that I would change although if i were making it now i would probably make a whole different thing but that's the point but what i am discovering about that automatic creation is that it's really wrapped up in in who we are and in the process of of claiming our identities, and I feel like that's the relevance of where it is now, especially in the Pan-African community in Toronto. Five years ago, we were all Caribbean. Five years, fast forward now, and the black community is almost like, Caribbean is still like half of us, but then there's another half of us that's all from Africa. And those communities didn't typically get along. Like my homies tell me when they grew up in Scarborough, they would fight the African kids right and and we're coming from a place well quite frankly a lot of the the most fun i have with house orpheus is when you get jamaicans and nigerians in the same oh my god and they're just like and it's just like it's just like uh, you're so familiar but you're so different (laughs) but i love you and it's just this love thing yeah yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
3: that's kind of what the whole that's the re, that's the relevancy is that there the city is changing you're right yeah. in that space it's changing in that direction and a lot of what we're doing because part of my life was how do you fuse this colonial past with this canadian present this caribbean past with this canadian present this pan-african past with this canadian present that is one of the most relevant issues to everyone around us
2: no that's Mm -hmm. very well put i appreciate that i want
3: to it's a podcast in itself yeah literally (laughs)
2: that was good no it's good but i do i want to come back to what you're saying about toronto and that duality or it's not even it's a plurality now yeah yeah absolutely but I just want to ask the same kind of question on a musical, uh, from a musical perspective mm. uh, to Sarah and Chanel. Like, you're, you're revisiting Goat Life after a year mm-hmm. of having made it. Musically do you see things there that seem like not of who, not who you are now? Or did it feel like, oh yeah, that was us, that was our expression, that is our expression. Like, did you feel like... Like, are the songs going to change live now that you've
4: approached music in a different way at all? No, well, no, that's a great question, and it's so interesting. I think, one, though, like, with any art in general, but, like, what we wanted to do is we just wanted to capture moments in time when we were doing this. Like, we were, like, like he was, like, John was saying, we didn't give ourselves a lot of time to think and we do just like just do, just do, just be in that flow state. Capture mm-hmm. what's happening right now in real time in our lives and document it, which I think is what art is. Yeah. It's just a reflection of whatever. Yes, an archive,
0: too. Yeah, it's an
4: archive. It's and right. like that's mm-hmm. what we're saying. and and, it's, and it's he, as he a was saying, it's, this, mm-hmm. it's a time capsule that's timeless. But you know, and it and it is so it, it, it is so impactful. Like you know, when you see a Malcolm X quote from you know the '60s and how relevant that still is today, it's so important to have that documentation and it just to always capture these different kinds of expressions so um, but I it's funny because we have a completely different process so like I'm the first one that always goes in the studio so I just sit with our, our, mix, our producer Mike and so I record um, I bring in like African drums, bells, rattles sometimes I'm just clapping and so I record all these loops and just these rhythms literally on loop and that's what our producer uses to build all the tracks so like I have such an interesting creative process in this because I'm at the very beginning of it, yeah. and I have no idea what he's going to do with this because I don't oh, give him any context. Because I want to just give him the raw material, and I want him to just genuinely create whatever he he feels with it. So
2: does he add all the musical layers on top of that, or do,
3: does that something you all contribute?
4: So, so he does most... Our producer does most of this. So, like, oh, he do. takes so, my stuff. Yeah, yeah,
3: like, Sarah's... It always starts with what Sarah's laid down and we've kind of created like a library for of, of those beats and, and then Mike you know Mike and I do a lot of talking about you know what's the sonic palette what's the type what's the references we'll send a lot of tracks back and forth and go what do you think of this you know what do you think of that and, and just really our, our con- conversations always about deconstructing things we're hearing around and sharing that with each other And so by the time he gets to where Sarah's done her, her laid down those rhythms, like we literally he's created a library of them. And then he'll do things like build instruments with like her, the sound of her drum. So there's one drum, you know, one of our, one of our tracks, uh, well, a bunch of our tracks actually. Um, he takes the sound of her drum and he puts it he makes an instrument with it so you mm-hmm. can play it in in all the notes and then he'll turn that into the bass for one track right. mm-hmm. and so a lot of her stuff even when it's not drums it shows up. It's actually theme. still like the bass line of it. It yeah. becomes the sauce that, that, yeah. is, that the meal cooks in. That's super interesting. It, that yeah. You almost don't
2: have a relationship with what you did originally. No I don't at all so what's
4: really cool is I I have this completely hands-off approach. I mean, we still give general comments and feedback. Like we still have a say, you know what I mean? Um once, but like I have no idea what's going to show up and then it shows up and I'm just like it's so f- just so cool to see. It's like
3: an assembly line where it's like okay, yeah. you're done with yeah. your piece, hand off yeah, and Mike and I are bouncing stuff together. Like you know, sometimes I'll play the odd guitar or bass on on something, or you know, if we need it played badly, that's that's my <laughs> <laughs> and And uh, and then and then we'll sort of dial that in. And then once we have like an, a a structure or or thing happening that we that we're responding to, then he'll just say, we'll just say, all right, here you go. Right. And so for a lot of these we did like twice the amount of tracks that we actually released. Okay. Yes. Like, so there's, so there's a lot, a lot of there's a, Especially with Goat Life, I think we did the most for Goat Life where there's probably fifteen sketches we did. Yeah. And then from those sketches I'll take them and I'll write and then, you know, like I said, usually it's a Friday Saturday thing and so I'll I'll write Friday night, come in Saturday morning and we'll just go to work assembling, laying down what I've built, you know, chopping it up, rearranging it, or sometimes I'll lay it down and Mike will be like, yeah, I think I know where this is going. Let me send you something tomorrow and, and I'll leave. And then, you know, same thing as Sarah, like, I don't know what he's going to send back at that point, you know, but again, it's built on the sauce of what Sarah's laid down and, and really it's built on the conversations that Mike and I've had, about stuff which is really built on a conversation Sarah and I have had about stuff for years yeah okay. so all of that time we spent talking about the 9 about month gestation <laughs> period it was like the foundation because
4: yeah. now we know who we are and then and then Chanel and I and then our friend Chelsea who used to perform in our group with us we were like the final spice on top and so we at the very end would I lay down the spice, yeah it came yeah. back to the spice so we would sauce, lay down the spice, the, the, goat. the yeah.
3: we just need we some curry that. goat yeah we call it goat life but that's it's, that's it's really
4: hilarious. goat death <laughs> 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 <Wow>. <laughs> but yeah so we come in at the very end and uh, <laughs> I know it's it dark.
3: Kind of tasty at yeah. the end.
4: <laughs> so we so throw some little, you know, vocal spice up. So we do the harmonies at the end. So I, you know, I'm at the very first recording session and then I'm at the very end and I kind of have, you know, I have little comments here and there, but so it's, so it's cool. So even though we did that a year ago, it, it still feels, cause especially like yeah. our sound is so uniquely randomly us. It's just like yeah. this random background. It's like, we call it this like Pan-African hip hop. So. I I still feel like a year later I identify with that sound because it was such a long process of that mm-hmm. even so like like I said for the first year we knew each other we were just talking like we literally yeah, just hung yeah, out yeah. we like you know we we're, we're just seeing other artists we you know go see Lauren Hill Anderson Park we see tons of local yeah. artists and so yeah. we were constantly talking about like what we liked and what sounds we were into and what we wanted to do. Then we were also talking about philosophy. We were talking about pan-africanism, we were talking about intersectional feminism. Like we were just establishing the foundation of who we were. And so and then we were figuring it out musically too. So like I still feel like this is the mm-hmm. sound and goat life is such a unique representation of our partnerships and our relationships. So yeah. it still feels Look, so relevantly us to it, me.
0: It wouldn't really feel old yeah yeah even yeah. I mean, if it's from the past you have to come and bring the same energy as anytime you're even performing or whatever mm-hmm. it is we have to you know show people what we were feeling then now you know because that's what they want to see and yeah. what they vibed with mm-hmm. back then, and Which, expecting
3: that and then yeah it's a, y- and a, the process mm-hmm. is about discovering the truth of who we are and the old soul guys used to say like the truth never goes out of fashion Mm -hmm. for us personally but you know and 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 really that's what it really is like like the strongest there's a lot of politics I'm I'm interested in a lot of politics but the truth is I try to live a very apolitical life I believe in art and beauty and I believe in that the most the most political thing you can do is to be fulfilled and to be happy and yeah. and that's what this record is about. So
2: do you feel that Toronto in particular is supportive enough of the <laughs> kind of music you're making? Like, I, I feel like
3: mm. uh, this is Our know, Toronto. So, a somewhat
2: external perspective because I don't yeah. live here but I'm very I feel very immersed in what goes on in Toronto yeah. and when I hear a record like yours I can feel different strains of Toronto in it yeah. because of the multi-musical <laughs> genre I, I just feel like that's what I came up in the city, I, like the city is, has this oh, man. We're getting into uh, you know multiculturalism here, and I mm-hmm. want to <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not all it's cracked up to be, but uh, but there is something very Toronto about this record. Yeah, and I just wonder if you feel, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the city that is supportive of uh, different cultures, but do you feel like what you're doing is supported enough and understood even enough? Uh, in this city in your home city compared to maybe other places. Have you, a, a, any yeah, experience I
3: with that? I mean f- I can tell you hmm. this. It's a lot more understood and supported than it than I was in Kitchener. That's why I left Kitchener. Right. I was doing you know my my journey with this stuff is that you know came over as an immigrant and then in a very sort of um, let's say, unstable family situation and a lot of stuff going on. And my way of anchoring myself was to do music, was Mm -hmm. to create. And so then I started playing in bands and it was like I'd always be in rock bands but I that would ne- I love rock and roll, love punk, love metal. But that always never seemed satisfying enough, and so I would always be trying to sing soul music in it or, or rap in the group because I was trying to access parts of myself that that was cut off in that situation. And so there's always this kind of gnashing and grinding out, and, and I always and I never fit in. You know, my bands were really good. And but when it came to like industry people, they're always like, well, gosh, it's we don't know where that fits. Yeah, and so, to sell yeah, so we don't know how to sell it. And of course, Canada is such an impossible country to tour. You know, and I have done it, but it's really difficult, yeah. as you know. Um, and so you kind of need some kind of support. You kind of need some way to break through. If you live in Atlanta, you can tour in a five hour radius till you're like, you can become a millionaire by touring in a five hour radius of Atlanta Right. in, in Toronto. It's like, well, if you're going West, it's like Sudbury, Sault Ste. Marie, 12 hours around the Lake, to Thunder Bay, then it's Winnipeg. Yeah. And you've driven as four locations, you can play and you've driven nearly 40 hours straight. Yep. And so, that's, so, I went through that struggle, living in Kitchener, and at the time, I hooked up with these guys from England, from Manchester. Um, the Happy Mondays uh, drummer, Gaz Whalen, uh, moved to Toronto, and they were recording in a, in a... He had this band called the Hippie Mafia, and they were recording at Catherine North Studios out in Hamilton, which my, uh, my, one of my first musical mentors in rock music, Dan Aiken rest in peace um was recording their album and they're like well or they had a, they sent a ticket to their singer and then typical like you know happy mondays that's factory records that's yeah, like yeah. stone roses oasis yeah. joy division that scene and um oh i love manchester music but so they typical manchester fashion right they send a ticket send money for the guy to get a ticket And he doesn't show up when they go to pick him up. He apparently shot it up his arm in drugs. And uh, so they're sitting there going, well, we got this record. We need a singer who can do rock and roll, but he's got to be like hip hop and he's got to sing soul. And they're like, there's no one like that in the whole world. But I'd been going through this, this process of trying to access all these parts of myself through music. And Dan knew that. So Dan was like, well, I got a guy right here and just played them some of my old band stuff. So ended up in this band, ended up, made a record, ended up on tour in Europe with Liam Gallagher's uh, BDI band. So like Oasis minus Noel, basically. And, And then when I came back, it was just a crazy tour. It was an eye opener. And and people over there, all the things in Kitchener where they were like, well, we're not into that. That's kind of weird. We're not into it. So I started getting this complex that maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe I should just do something else. All those things when I was there on that tour was celebrated. Everyone was like, like Liam Gallagher himself was like, oh, you know, I can't do a Mancunian. It's like, you know, you was a top fucking front man, mate. (laughs) Right. And all of this. And so it was kind of weird to see people that I'd looked up to in that world who were kind of like embracing me for being me. And as soon as that happened, I got back into Kitchener and I just packed my bags and came to Toronto. Didn't even have a plan. I just came and. Yeah, I mean, the truth is the Canadian industry and the people that run it are still the same people that ran it 15 years ago. And so they don't really get it. But there's a kind of, uh, you know, for me anyway, my journey is kind of like the people get it. People understand it. People understand the the sincerity of it, the quality of it, the passion of it, the poetry of it. And and so I just decided I'm going to find the people that do get it and I'm gonna build my the music around them, and that's Chanel. That's definitely Sarah, and that's House Orpheus. Nice. that's, again very well put another podcast. podcast. <laughs> 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 my, my friends say that, I have friends that now nowadays when I do that they just go, "Thank you for the podcast." <laughs> it's just known, so I apologize.
2: Chanel. John is saying that uh, now that these projects are sort of uh, behind him and you guys, he doesn't know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious if you can speak to that. Do you know what's coming up?
3: (gasps) She's going to be the lead singer. I'm going to back her up. (laughs) (laughs) You must
2: have shows and and potentially more ideas for recordings and whatnot. Um,
0: Yeah, we're not done. Um, But you know we're keeping some things We might switch some I- rolls up and whatnot <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's all in the works you know uh,
3: <laughs> i think i just got fired yeah,
0: yeah. Someone
2: else is going to be
3: in charge of the spice at times <laughs> <second. laughs> <laughs> and
0: how much goes on right no 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 but um yeah we do, we will have more but um it all will be uh, i guess To be surprise. revealed. yeah too mm-hmm. yeah it, okay. it has to wow. be it, those
3: yeah. nice. well we but, i mean but quite, we always we,
0: we always have something new, and I think that's also what keep people what keeps people tuned in is that it always is fresh and it's a new style, like you said too, right? Just moving from where we were to now, it is a little bit of a different style each time coming up, you know. But it's always new.
3: But we do, I mean, concretely, we do have some like singles and videos. And oh stuff,
0: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's a more on the way. That we still need to reveal. Like, oh yeah. yeah. There's there's some yeah. videos
4: coming this summer. Just yeah. keep yeah. keep not, on the watch. It, but, but you're asking. Not yeah. not asking <laughs>
2: you're like, I was not know what not I just spit it out. <laughs> he just said there wasn't he didn't know what to do next. That's all I do. Yeah. yeah. You can tell me so <laughs> it's No, I
4: think no for us, you know, we so we you know, we just dropped Goat Life today, uh June 29th. So we're boom boom. So, you know. We're gonna let that breathe and have its have its little goat way. So, so we we actually we dropped a a video for Parachute a couple weeks back, our first single. But um, we do have a few more videos that are on their way this summer. So, uh, yeah, we've got a couple more singles to drop. So definitely be on the look (laughs) for that. And then, um, you know, we're just we're playing shows, we're touring. We have a really exciting show coming up for Carabana, Mm -hmm. really beautiful show. Where um, actually it's with one of my old colleagues from University of Toronto. he was doing his PhD um, in ethnomusicology, which is the same field I was doing my master's in. And so he has this really dope uh, calypso band, and so like old school, like, kind of like traditional calypso. And they've got like steel pan, and accordion, and saxophone. Mm-hmm. They're excellent. They're called Shack Shack, Toronto based. Shack Shack. And uh, <laughs> so we're actually doing a show at Lua Lounge, and it's it's going to be amazing. It's like like this intergenerational. Caribbean, Trini kind of thing. So we're doing our thing. John's going to join them for a couple standards. And, and I'm
3: so excited, right? The whole story about me trying to figure out my everything. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Friends of Sarah's and, and suddenly it's like this full circle. And I get to sing um, a song by one of the great uh, Kasonians of Trinidad, oddly enough named Lord Kitchener hey <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like so the two great Kysonians or what we call old-time Kysonians are the mighty Sparrow and Lord Kitchener oh, okay, cool.
1: yeah. yeah
3: named after the same Kitchener that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that Kitchener's named after wow, inventor crazy. of the continent yeah. well I mean to understand Trinidad is to you have to understand the British colonies right, right like we're where we were all chattel of the queen until like 72 so mm-hmm. like really everyone i knew when i when i was born was was basically a property of the queen yeah. and so yeah so that's a that's a really exciting thing for me yeah so that's coming up and, and it was What's great trip, so
4: it's uh, wednesday august 1st so it's okay. going to be it's a really cool thing too when you think about the whole caravana um week it's like we're starting off with this Calypso based event which you really don't see in Toronto mm. you know you got the big parades you got the big fets you know um, but you don't see as much space given to more of the traditions like that.
3: saw. Yeah
4: exactly they so. said
3: they want a musical change <laughs> <time. laughs> nice.
4: so uh, that's coming up and then you know we're going to be putting together some some tours in the fall in uh, states probably we and Canada and so. yeah. But, uh, nice. but yeah so so, so lots of exciting things And, and no doubt A full length album Is going to be on the way And we're going to be Working towards that Because um, yeah. you know We took these yeah, four mixtapes yeah. Well we took these four mixtapes They are really just An experiment for us To figure out Who are we Like what what is our sound What do we stand for And we just like Did it as an exercise So now that we have We've you know Created like 30 plus songs mm-hmm. And we have these four mixtapes Like great now we know who we are and you know Goat Life really is the culmination of that or we we, I feel like that is like okay this is our sound Um, and we don't and we have a very refined process because it was so prolific and so quick Mm -hmm. that it's like we're so stoked now it's like okay now we got ourselves figured out let's go do a major album and just blast that. It's
3: like we've built this machine that like there literally is from the art to the the mixing, the recording, the mastering, like Mm -hmm. everything has been has been built and um and you know i know mike our producer is like he's been calling me to record the next thing since last year oh, wow! Okay. and so like he's always he's always one step ahead because he finished with goat life last july Right. so for him it's just like okay we're just conditioned to want more it's like a stomach it just wants to be fed right and so the
0: feedback is always i feel like we get more feedback each time, too. Like, it has yeah, grown every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, people, you know, have something to say or it's, like, touched them in whatever way, so it's, like, again, we kind of touched on that before, but... The more well, the spice. That, well, yeah, and that energy, too. Um, <laughs> that beautiful energy that we have to give. Like, when you come to our shows, 100%, you feel the friendship the love the hard work and wanting to just deliver something great for everyone you know yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what always happens like so yeah you know we <laughs> do, yeah. yeah we, do. <laughs> we <laughs> are here winning exactly <laughs> <what I'm>
2: <laughs> <be>. <laughs> uh, where can people go to learn more about Jonathan? Where oh, we've
4: got a couple. We've got a couple little one-two things on the internet.
3: <laughs> we may be on the. We internet. may be on
4: the internet. Maybe you've heard of the internet. Um, so our main spot. Uh, we do have a website. It's just www.johnorpheus.com. Um, So that's kind of a hub for everything. We got the information on House Orpheus there. We got, like, all of our mixtapes are on there and a little story. We got all of our videos on there. So that's a good first stop just to get oriented. But um, we've got, you know, Instagram, Twitter. Um, It's just at John Orpheus. Um, Those are the main places. And we've got a YouTube channel because we actually – another thing we've been doing is not only mixtapes, we've been doing – some really beautiful videos working with local videographers we you know we are dance music at the end of the day so we've there's such an amazing dance scene here so we've got more on the afro beats afro side of the the spectrum more caribbean side of the spectrum more hip-hop side of the spectrum so we always collaborate with local artists so you can make sure to check out that youtube channel as well um john orpheus for everything super Mm -hmm. easy to find
3: yeah all
2: right well is there one i'm gonna go to chanel is there one song from Go Life that you would select on behalf of everyone at this table Ooh. for us to play right now so people can hear a song from the from the record?
3: Big tune, big tune, strictly big what tunes. What would you
2: pick, Janelle? I know there's a lot of pressure I for you. I know you, don't, <laughs> I know you don't like pressure. I can tell. lost. I
0: don't know what y'all think. <laughs>
4: hey, girl. It's your, your choice. <laughs> lost. Lost. Why
2: yeah. did you pick that?
0: Um, <laughs> I actually really just love that song, and I fell asleep to it so many times. <laughs> and <laughs> it's always just like meditations of me just dancing and just having such a beautiful it's like just vibrations i love from this now, does it, have, and a, the, does it have a nebulous ending like the tv show lost
3: none of that we <laughs> tie up all the loose ends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: n- none of that but you know <laughs> all right
2: this is lost from goat life by john orpheus uh, Sarah, Chanel, John, thank you so much for
0: being on this show My
4: mm-hmm.
3: pleasure. pleasure Big up yourself <laughs> Mr. Kanna Okay, I will <laughs> <laughs> Lost inside your endless motion Is this love or just commotion I'm giving you the thing, you're smiling You're giving me the loudest silence Oh, I don't mind So take your time Lost inside your endless motion. Is this love or just commotion? I'm giving you the thing you're smiling. You're giving me the loudest silence. Oh, I don't mind. So take your time. I've been out here for a long time, trying to get dollars yet death dime. Trying to get love, trying to change mine. I've been out here till it's all mine. Make some. With the chinny grind you my only mission gotta take time you up in my system got brema that one day i the zinger lost inside your endless motion is this love or just commotion i'm giving you the thing you're smiling you're giving me the loudest silence oh i don't mind so take your time this one for the crew in the place this one for the human race Grown man with liquor boy grace, liquor trinity boy with smiling face. Still a rude boy, never mind the grace. Accelerate, never mind the piercing. or seven pack and van. One seven at the same damn plan. Like this gin and seven's got me up. I don't know how I went to stop. This dreams are reality. Yeah, this silence has got me ripped. I fall apart like every sip This freedom's our destiny. Endless motion. Is this love or just commotion? I'm giving you the thing, you're smiling, you're giving me the light.
2: Thanks once again to John Orpheus for their grace and their patience in appearing on this technologically challenged four hundred and thirteenth episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and available on every single iOS and Android platform and on Spotify and YouTube and Audio Boom and Overcast and all sorts of things. If you if you have one of those things, check out Creative Control. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for, that you heard about, and you can't find it on any of those platforms, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. Also, you can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at vishcreative, or follow me at vishkana. You can also listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time, around the world at cfru.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, thanks to everyone who's gone to patreon.com slash creativecontrol to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. It's most appreciated. If you'd like to do the same, again, patreon.com slash creativecontrol. I'd like to thank the in-kind support I received for this show from the likes of Pizza Tracadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee. Uh, also, Granddad's Donuts, of course. And I'd like to thank my pal, Jim Guthrie. He lets me use uh, his uh, an instrumental version of his song, The Rest Is Yet To Come, to end the show each week. jimguthrie.org for more information about him. And finally, you. Thanks to you for listening to me talk up to this point of this episode and for listening to this show regularly and subscribing to it and uh, reviewing it and rating it positively and downloading episodes. That All that helps keep the show kind of in the... In view, I guess. In view, it helps. So thank you for that. I don't know. I'll just keep going. You keep listening. I'll keep going. That's it. I got nothing more. I will talk to you very soon. Goodbye for now.